call first. And go ahead and unmute yourself. And I'll mute myself. Ah. Oh. Uh, well, good evening, everyone. Um, hey, Tommy, thank you for the the art and the other uh, gifts in the package. Appreciate it. Just got it yesterday. I think I have it. One of them right here. Hold on. Yeah, this guy. I don't want to describe it all, but uh, whatever. All right. Well, hello, everyone. Everyone's fine, I hope. Is there anybody new here today? No? Oh, someone there's Brian. Dana? No, Sorry, I have to Dana. mute myself. Yes, Dana and Brian. Dana and Brian are the, the, the new people are usually framed in a yellow around the square, so I could tell. Yes, Dana and Brian. All right, Dana and Brian and everyone else, just so that we're on the sort of same page because uh, there's an assumption in non-duality that we, are, we ourselves are reality, yes? Or the seeker is the sort, or what's looking is what you're looking for. They say it in many cryptic ways, but basically, the assumption or the premise is right now, at every right now, you're that, yes? It's not based on what you think your physical or emotional or mental conditions are, your circumstantial conditions. It's not based on time. It's not based on a rem resume. It's not based that you have done something to be it. It's just, that's that, yes? And then from there, that's the premise. Then the uh, attention's directed completely differently. Now the attention goes to what we're not, yeah? Because in this dreaming, if you want to call it that, or let's just say uh, in this event we're all sharing, that idea, that premise doesn't seem to be true. Yeah, because we're busy looking for stuff to get better. We're busy trying to transcend this uncomfortable conditions. We're trying to reach nirvana or enlightenment or reduplicate a satori that once happened. All of these drives that would go against the idea of non-duality, which is being ourselves reality. Yeah. So then the, with that assumption, then the interest really goes, well, what's going on that causes that not to be obvious? Yeah. If we are reality, there's got to be an activity and the activity has to be of time. Yeah. That this activity that's happening in time and using time is obscuring the fact seemingly that we ourselves are reality. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. Because if, and as Ramana Maharshi uh, framed it once, and in a lot of his, when people wrote about his teachings, the greatest mystery is reality wanting to attain reality, being ourselves reality, yeah? So that's the, that's the premise. If that premise isn't 
uh, at least uh, held, then there'll be a, a cognitive dissonance in a way because the mental logic is going to claim to be the hearer of the message. And yet the message itself is incredibly threatening to that system because that system is all about unbecoming and becoming, yes? It believes it's in certain conditions that doesn't want to be in or certain traits. So it's trying to unbecome those and it's trying to become something else, yeah? And it just goes on and on, almost like a, if you could see a movement of desire like a slinky, yeah? It just moves itself, yeah? So the system is agitated and it's always trying to get out of something it believes it's in or get into something it believes it's out of, yeah? So that mental logic is usually what gets triggered when the claiming of the hearing of the message occur is occurring, yes? So here you are, there's a hearing of the message, but it immediately transfers to the idea that you're the hearer of the message and being the hearer of the, of the message, you're of that mental logic, yes? So it doesn't make freaking sense. Why would I have spent all these years looking for something that can't be found, yeah? There's gotta be some kind of trick here. There's gotta be some requirement that I have to complete to make this always available at all times. Again, it always seems to lie on us, yeah? Instead of realizing we're not that us, and then there's a reliance on that, yes? So that's the premise, yeah? Being ourselves reality, the greatest mystery is reality being ourselves wanting to attain reality. So what would cause reality to want to attain reality? Well, it must be mistaking itself for something else, yes? Other than reality to want to attain reality, yes? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not rocket science, it's just obvious. So the whole way it's presented here is there's these mental activities that have a thrust and that thrust, or let's say it's modus operandi is to claim and its thrust is to, re to imply, infer, assume that there's a noun, a long lasting independent separate entity that has subjective attributes. In other words, when there's a thought that I'm a seer, based on the claiming of the seeing, the seer is pictured as a body, yeah? The seer isn't pictured as seeing because you couldn't picture it as seeing. There's no, there's no picture of seeing, but the seeing claimed is used to imply or picture that seeing claimed as a seer. Yes, this is the bondage of self. This is, this is duality in a way. So there's verbing, so there's seeing, there's hearing, there's feeling, there's tasting, touching. There's a reaction to that by a mental activity that says there must be a seer when they're seeing. Yeah, there must be a hearer when there's hearing where there's no hearer, but just hearing. There's no seer, but just seeing, yeah? So basically we arrive seemingly in time to where we already are 
by a negation of these activities that are implying something that's not true. That's all it is, really. So once you start seeing the activity that keeps assuming and inferring and implying a you that you now not take yourself to be, yeah, you lose interest in it all. And when you lose interest in what you're not, there'll be a gaining interest in what you are. There's not going to be anyone who's interested in what you are. There's going to be a gaining of interest in what you are. You see, it's different, completely different. You being interested in what you are is actually part of the obscuring factor. Yeah. When what you're not gets really interested in what it, what it is, it actually uses that interest to reinforce what you're not. Yes. Ramana says it beautifully, too. Have you ever heard of Ramana Maharshi? Uh, Dana? Yes? Yes. All right. So in a lot of, well, Ram Nahashi was, uh, well, you should check him out. Whatever. He's has, uh, he had teachings and he didn't put them to uh, paper, but others did. Yes. And one of the typical things he says, and it's, he says it in many different ways, is uh, that there's a presupposing and pre would mean time is involved yes to have a before and an after there must be time you couldn't there would be no before without time it would just be whatever yeah so there's a supposing or an assuming but when it's assumed it's pre-assumed yeah this is the trick this is the magic trick so there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing being existing yeah it's called Paul. And now the existing quality is given to the non-existent thing. So now Paul is what's existing. You see the fundamental mistake there? Right from the get-go. Yes. It does it, it all it does is geometrically progress as it goes through time, but it's fundamentally off. The mental state is is Describe is as, ascribing the attributes of subjectivity or awareness to an object. So now the language constantly supports that I'm the one who's conscious, I'm the one who's seeing, I'm the one who's hearing, yes? And that's pictured as a body. You don't have to go any farther, really. That's the fundamental dualism and, and the interpretation from that dualism is duality, yeah? That's how it goes. So the presupposing of this non-existent thing, quote unquote, being existing. Yeah. And then wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Of course, no one in no one would want to get salvation from a non-existent thing. There's they've mistaken the non-existent thing as the existence. Yes. Obviously, because. <laughs> You know, salvation from a non-existent thing. Well, it's, it says for a non-existent thing. But the beautiful thing about salvation from a non-existent thing is that it's readily always available because it's a non-existent thing. <laughs> so you don't need to be saved from the non-existent thing. You just have to see it as a non-existent thing. <laughs> Not from the non-existent thing, but from what we are, what we always will be, what we always have been. Yes. 
nothing has changed any of this. I'm sorry, it's too loud. I can't do it in that room. I'm sorry, we have a uh, composed, wait a minute. We have to figure it out possibly in another way. All right, all right, all right, sorry. Yes, my girlfriend's teaching at Italian Zoom. <laughs> I get excited. I Usually I can't take the closet because of the ammonia from the litter. Maybe I should have cleaned it, but I didn't do it in time. So I don't want to pass out because some of you may think I'm having a transcendent moment when it's only from the uh, shit of the cat. So I don't want you to crazily attribute it to some fucking mystical phenomenon. So I, she's just mad, but whatever. So yes, I'm going to try to see, you can hear me well, eh, anyway? All right, I'm going to try to whisper. So. So by seeing what we're not is really the constant event of what we are right now. Yeah. What we are is always seeing what it's not in a way. Of course, it's all of that. But in this way, you get a recognition. You can't go from two to one, but you in a way can go from one to two to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is why we do the talks, basically, because when I went to satsang and, uh, and went to non-duality meetings, I heard a lot of people trying to describe the indescribable trying to share a comprehension of the incomprehensible and trying to talk about knowing the unknowable. It's just crazy. But that same drive can be applied to what we're not. We can know that. We can describe it because there are activities that we can see. You can't see the seeing of things, yeah? Yeah, you can't see the seeing of things, but the seeing can see things. Yeah. Yeah. So we're seeing mental things and we're seeing how the mental state plays with time. And it comes to a conclusion after a fact, basically. The seeing is used to lead to the idea of the seer. And then the seer is presupposed before all seeing. Yeah. So now you're the seer, seeing or not. You see? That's sort of the heist. If you could break it down into time, yeah, you would see that something that comes after is presupposed to be before. And most of us are running that race all day. Yeah. We're, we're always starting at the after, but we're assuming that we're before everything. So we take ownership of stuff we have nothing to do with. And we get really confused trying to understand verbing, which is all that's happening as a noun, because we're not one. Yeah. And the whole system keeps broadcasting this story of, you know, built on K-Paul and all about this, this thing called Paul. And it usually doesn't make even much sense. And sometimes it's narrative it tries to run on us. You can see you can see a vague four numeral number on the bottom. It was like from 1988, yeah, and it's trying to explain 2021. It's ridiculous, yeah. It's a freaking failed system. So, 
this is the whole point of these talks. Is it to talk about what we are? That's not necessary. It's to talk about recognizing what we're not. You are already that. Why would you have to talk much about it? Yeah, really. All that needs to be done is a correction. And when it's corrected, there was no need to be corrected because nothing really ever really happened. You have never lost or left what you are. We just think we have, yeah, that's all. And how we think we have all day is not just by the thinking, it's by, it's by the taking ourselves to be the thinker. That's what does it, yeah. So seemingly, it's all appearing to be true and it needs time to appear to be true. And thank God we're not of time, so we can see it, yeah. The, the stillness of the camera of the timeless moment sees all the fucking activities in time. Yeah, you can see it from what you are and you'll come to a conclusion, you're not that. And what will happen, there'll be a migration of interest and attention. It's almost as if the cards, the deck of cards gets sucked back in, gets reshuffled and dealt and you're not the dealer, yeah? And then you see, you start seeing where your life lies by the attention and interest, yeah? Not on a story of Paul, but you just see, yeah. We don't know uh, what we get back through this obsession with self, we get a back a severely myopic view to the point that we, everything that we see and the head collates, it always pertains it back to the body. Yeah, this is the bondage of self. So uh, yeah, welcome for the, whoever showed up and if you have any questions, Please don't feel free to ask, but ask anyway. So, uh, yeah. All right. You want to just start, Mike? Or stop or whatever. Okay. Uh, no hands up right now. We're waving. Oh. I'm listening to Italian in the other room. Yes. Brian has a question. Oh, thank you. Oh, Brian. Oh. Hey, guys. My name's Brian. Uh, addict, alcoholic, spirit of being, many things. But uh, I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for welcoming. Thank, thank you, Paul. Uh, I kind of stumbled into your videos uh, about a month ago. Um, I've been in the program of AA for um, a little bit over two years, and it's done me a lot of good, but in, uh, but I kind of had some relapses, and I feel like I just keep kind of running into that same wall over and over again, and I couldn't quite figure out what it was, and, and I can remember saying in meetings, like, uh, you know, how is my broken brain going to fix my broken brain, you know, and early on in the program, they say, you know, that's, that's why you reach out, you know, because other people can maybe see a little bit more clearly than you can. 
but you know, besides a meeting and a phone call, I got to live with this thing for another 10, 12 hours, you know, 16 hours a day sometimes. So what do I do then? You know, and that, that, that's where I kept hitting the wall and, um, somebody, I, I, uh, you got service, Brian, you have to get into service. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's actually, I'm signed up for, thank God our home group is uh, coming back in person and, I'll, you know, I'll be setting up and tearing down and getting back into, you know, the yes. real world. I get that, Ed, uh, you know, it's a habit. The, the interest and attention is just circling around these mental activities, yeah? Mm -hmm. And because of the identification as a thing, you got to use that thing to yeah. get out of the obsession of the thing. Yeah. You yeah. got to, got to walk and be available to others and make, and well, get up. This is how you, new habits start setting up. And then that which seems difficult will become easier. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I start after the last relapse, um, I could feel myself, you know, you know, after you spend some time in the program, you, you know, when you're starting to head in maybe the wrong way or you're carrying resentment, it kind of makes it worse because then you could see yourself doing it and I couldn't stop it, you know? And so I finally, you know, got, got a hold of my sponsor and, and I'm like, I need to do another fourth and fifth step. Like, I, like I'm sick of carrying this. I, I did one a year ago. And so then um, I, you know, was just kind of inspired to, to look for fourth and fifth step videos. And I found your, your reflections on the 12 steps. And then I started on your, in your fourth step and, uh, the line that really got me was that, you know, the, the, the crawling out of bondage only reaffirms that you're in it or whatever. That's what like, you know, that, that blew the hair back, you know, and then I started watching more of your videos and uh, then things, you know, honestly did start changing a little bit. You know, it's, it's a bit of a practice, you know, it's uh, I, I can find myself in moments, uh, you know, when the movie starts playing it, you know, and if it's, you know, 10 seconds into it and I could just kind of like, you know, you're yeah. not, this isn't real. And it's weird because no matter how I'm looking at that point, whenever I snap out of that, my vision comes up and just looks straight ahead. It like snaps out of it. And then yes. at the, re the reason I was going to, uh, I, I really wanted to make the meet tonight was to ask you a question, but I just saw it, you answered it in one of your previous videos was I was uh, doing some, I was building a Lego set, a Lego rocket last night. And I was actually, I was very calm. I could almost kind of, I was kind of stepping back and seeing myself kind of do this, you know, but I was very peaceful. And then I had that moment where I just kind of like just felt the being, you know, and my eyes snapped up and I got a pulse of tingle across my whole body. And the second I think it was like, well, what was that? Well, here comes Brian barging through the door to come ruin everything, you know, to try and, you know, intellectualize this. But I was going to ask you, like, have you ever experienced the tingling? And I saw you, uh, somebody asked you, you know, can you just, you know, uh, express with the physical. And you said it was like a tingling awareness or something like that. I think you said something uh, yeah. like that. It's you know, sort of like, it's like a, a, a feeling pause. Yeah, mm -hmm. these are free samples. But basically those are samples of what's always the real basis. The other stuff are phenomena and activities, yeah. What occurs is they're matched with a lot of interest and attention. That's what gives them a lot of meaning because they're all seen or herded into this idea that they're about us. This is where 
one of the effects of recovery, one of the first big effects is you're going to lose interest in self. Yeah. It doesn't say self's going to lose interest in self. That's more interest in self. But you, there's going to be a loss of interest in self. That's what's going to happen. And then you're going to see it clearer and clearer. And more and more, the emphasis will be on what you are instead of the emphasis on what you're not. That's what happens. Yeah. So these free samples occur to sort of, because in that free sample, even though you think you've lost it or it can't be found, don't worry, it's there. There's more impact in that second than there is in 20 years of fucking writing or reading shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be put to great use. You're not, you're on a need to know basis. And in most cases, you don't need to know much, really. This thing's going to work itself out and then you're going to observe it. Yeah. You're not even going to be, you're going to be a, <laughs> like they say in AA, most people don't even know they're getting better. It's other people recognize it first because we're up the ass of self. Yes. You have to realize this. So, this is all going to happen, bro. But, but to have that tingling again, the easiest, softest way is service in the beginning. Because it, it, it allows the attention and interest to leave that orbit. And that interest and attention, when it leaves that orbit, is going to enrich you. You're going to feel something. You're going to feel presence or availability. And some people will say, that's when I feel the higher power. Exactly. When you come out of the ass of self, that's when these things are become very obvious. They're not going to become obvious to you as the you up the ass of self. Yeah. So we have to get, you know, yeah. So come to the Tuesday, Thursdays. Those are more recovery based. Yeah. This is about another thing. They're intrinsically connected, but uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah, just stay with it. You know, there is some uh, value to staying sober. There's a lot, but one of them is it creates a safe space for some of the shit that's really running you from the dark to show itself. And then when you see that, you can bring it to step six and seven and ask that greater power to reconfigure it and remove it or whatever. Yes. Yeah. If you live, if you're always fucking in a lot of drama and shit, that stuff that's running you will, you'll not be in an, you won't be knowing it. Yes. Yes. You'll be an effect of it, but you won't see what's really going on. If you can stay sober, there's a great momentum that happens. Yeah. And then shit that your head has been conveniently avoiding will show up and you can have it altered and changed. And, uh, the same energy that seems to be enslaving your life will enrich your life directed by a, a different source, like higher power compared to self. Yes. Yeah. It's say, it's just energy. It's transfer of energy. It's emphasis changing and self can't pull that off. That's the, that's the beginning point. That's the, uh, that's where power is found is in the admittance of powerlessness. Yeah. I know that, uh, <laughs> I know enough, let's just put it that way, that uh, 
my basis of is based on the other futility of trying to get what I already am. Yes. Reliance on a failed system, self trying to get out of self and through another machination. Uh, that's all over. And uh, you can see through that. You'll be able to see it sooner or later. Yeah. And then the house of cards collapses. And then in having, you know, having that hard house structure, the cards get reshuffled and you get a new deck, you get a new hand. Yeah. And maybe you won't see life as all about me or you, but you'll see, hey, I can be put to maximum use by a power greater than I can understanding. And I'm open to that. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Well, keep coming back if you like, bro. Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. I'm going to talk very calmly, but it's not because I'm in a spiritual state with that monotone is because my girlfriend is mad at me for making noise. So I don't want it to be misconstrued, you know. <laughs> the urge is to speak loud. I don't know why, but it's always been that force. Feels like it just, uh, it has a certain uh, quality of like a, sub a subdued hurricane. It's very, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to keep a, t a clamp on it. I wanted to share something with you guys today, yesterday. Yeah. So Amelia and I are going to go to Italy in uh, late August. Hopefully, hopefully everyone will be all right. And so uh, we have, we're on the same flight, but I got it through United. She got it through Lufthansa, but it's the same plane. Yeah. And, uh, so I get this big, and I went through this thing called Expedia because they owed me credit, United, and from the pandemic. So I got, it. it's all that. So I get a big alert on the thing. Uh, your, your flight's been canceled. Get in touch with us in two days to work out the refund or something like this, okay? So, all right. So I say to Amelia, did you get any notice from Lufthansa? She hasn't. So I call up this place, Expedia, which is you're now entering like not the twilight zone, but the bureaucratic zone. It has its own time. Haven't you noticed? So I enter it and I'm in there for like 40 minutes. They've got the music that they're playing actually shuts down to a point and I'm only getting three beeps. Bing, 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 bing. I'm not even hearing music anymore. And so Finally, some person from another country gets on and, uh, all right, we're going to crack this, this nut. I have to get confirmed. I'm going to miss this flight. Okay. Goes on for about an hour or so. He comes back and he says, uh, I can't do anything about it. You got to call up United. And I go, well, why didn't you just tell me that? You told <laughs> the email said to call up Expedia. All right, so then, okay, I enter United World, which is another form of bureaucratic time. I'm talking with them, and uh, I say, well, through Expedia, this false authority, I have to reconfirm my flight. And they go, no, no, finally, no, it was a minor thing. They changed 10 minutes of a flight. You're, you're confirmed. And basically, I wanted to reiterate, I've been always confirmed. There was never a point I've been unconfirmed. Yes. This false authority, let's say, AKA your head, 
broadcast, you're unconfirmed, you're not awake, you're whatever it is, yes? But you're a freaking awake. You are a condition, not that was built or through machinations, but your inherent condition is awareness or awakeness, yes? Now, so here's, so now I have believed that awakeness was confirmed, but now it's been unconfirmed. So now I have to seek reconfirmation. It sounds like spirituality, tell you the truth. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It so now I have to start seeking for a confirmation that I never lost. All the while, an anxiety of losing something that I hadn't lost, like the old necklace story. <laughs> There's the lady. She loves that necklace. She, she loses it, quote unquote. She's super bummed out, starts calling everyone else like Expedia necklace reclamation company, whatever, to get this to find this necklace, uh, this necklace again. So she, she gets other people, she go, and then she hears about someone who says they found the necklace and she starts going to meetings and she starts sending money because you can't find the necklace like in a jiffy, it's gonna be a process. <laughs> You're gonna to have to undergo a lot of process to become qualified to find the necklace, quote unquote, which you never lost. So therefore, so then what happens is, so she's bummed out for months. Suddenly someone comes in the room and goes, hey, Mary. And she goes, what? Don't disturb me. I'm looking for my necklace. The guy says, touch your neck. So Mary goes, what? No fucking way. But no, please touch your neck. So she touches her neck and there's the necklace. What? But the interpretation from Expediaville is she's found the necklace. How did I find it? You know? But she didn't find it. It was never lost. It's always been around the neck. Yes, always. Never, ne never been lost. Though when she found it, she felt great bliss. But that bliss was uncaused because her story is it was caused by finding the necklace, but she never lost the necklace. So the bliss was sort of dreamt in a way. It was dreaming. So was being bummed out based on a premise that wasn't true. Yeah, this is the whole message. You and I are what we're looking for. Yeah. Now, if you have alcoholism, that is of the body. Yeah, you need to take care of it. Or you need to admit you can't take care of it and enter some program like AA and allow something greater than you, AKA an unsuspected inner resource of you to do what you can't do for yourself. Yeah, that's what you do has nothing to do with your inherent nature, yeah? Your inherent nature may not get you sober. AA will, yeah, in this dreaming, yes? But your inherent nature is always available at all time. Completely reliable. It's before thought. You don't arrive there through doing. It's before doing. You don't have it, and therefore you don't feel like you can lose it, yeah? It's just a whole different apple so to speak yes and it's so intimately you there's no preamble for you to get that yes it's just it's always there it doesn't come about in time that's why we get lost we if something is always here we don't fucking notice it 
It's just like we used to use the example of gravity. People are talking a lot about the effects of gravity all day, but they're talking about that hill they climbed, yeah, or the staircase. But it was really gravity, wasn't it? Gravity was producing an effect while walking up those stairs. But see, we miss, we don't see it clearly. We think it's freaking the stairs or that hill, yeah? So then you can go to a gravity seminar and listen to someone tell you gravity is one of the four forces or whatever, and on and on. And you may leave that meeting thinking you know gravity, yes? But if you really wanna know gravity, go to an anti-gravity chamber and experience its absence, yeah? When you experience its absence, you'll know its manufactured presence, yes? You'll know it. You won't know it while constantly in it. So here you go, yeah? We see what we're not. And basically, seeing what you're not from what you are becomes the last answer. There's no, there's no rest of the book. It's all like an illustration after that, yeah? There's no rest of the book. You've gotten to the point. You see it, you're seeing what was called you is not you. There's no need to vanquish it or kill it or wrestle it or you know, set up a giant pay-per-view for the battle of all battles of light and dark. It's none of that. It's just an obvious prior condition to the mentally manufactured one, yeah? You can tell the difference between an orange and an apple because something else has been introduced, yeah? Yeah, so, and someone who's awake, doesn't stop taking insulin if the body has diabetes, does it? No. People are awake and they have alcoholism and they find relief a day at a time for the action figure by practicing a program of recovery. Does that mean they're disqualified to being awake to their inherent condition? No, not at all. Yeah? It means in time, there are rules and things going on and then there's the timeless. So there's content and there's some importance in content when you're swimming around in it. And then there's context, sort of like the clouds and the sky. Yeah. The clouds are going on all day and tons of shit's happening in the sky, but not any of it affects the sky at all. Yeah. But you need to be clear that you're having an experience as a cloud. Yeah. Yeah. And that cloud may need to do certain things and then may need to stop doing certain things. Yes, for a balance. Now that can be guided by the context, but the experience is in the content. Yes, yes, yeah. So when it comes to what you are, there's no need for confirmation. You're that, yes, yes. And no false authority, AKA your head, can come in and broadcast that you're unconfirmed, you're on this. It's all bullshit, yeah? Now there's gonna be a listening to it, and that's where the trouble lies. That listening over time, if you entertain these ideas, will turn into hearing it, yeah? 
just like you hear everything else. And there'll be a, you'll have a built-in immunity to false evidence appearing real, yeah? You'll see false evidence standing alone. There won't be a reaction of that appearing real, yeah? You'll just see false evidence, yeah? Yeah, there you go. And then I'll tell you one, this was a very discontented, uh, very uncomfortable, very agitated action figure. And now the basis of it is a sense of contentment and satisfaction. Now, I know damn well the action figure not, did not bring that about, but I also know the action figure is reaping the rewards of that being brought about. Yes? Yeah, for sure. So you have it by giving it away. Yeah. So, okay. Anyone else? Any questions or anything? Shares? Yes, Alex. Alex. Hello. I just have a little share. Um, uh, something that I've been noticing, it has to do with animals. <laughs> um, I, I've always loved animals. I love dogs, but my experience was I was very, I was always very tentative with like making contact with animals because I had this whole belief in the idea that they might reject me or like see a defect or something. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> um, but um, so shy, more shy. I mean, not like scared, but more shy than I could have been. And I noticed um, connection lately. My son's dog is unexpectedly in front of a bathroom door when I open it, and I'm just spontaneously, hello. <laughs> um, and same with cats that I used to be nervous around for various reasons. Um, so that's not something that I expected or I'm taking as a new, I'm not like fucking Snow White or something, but um, it's very welcome and it's just like a little corner of my daily experience that feels very bright. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's also happening with people, <laughs> but like strangers, I say hello to and stuff with I always have said hello to people but with no um thought about it you yeah. know like oh should I say is that gonna be I just like it's spontaneous so that's my share well that's uh that's a report of traveling lighter if I ever heard one yeah this is what happens you know what used to happen with me you ever see the movie The Omen, Omen when they bring the kid to the zoo and all the animals go fucking crazy? Because <laughs> they, they sense the Antichrist. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> yeah, that's what I know. There was a movie, The Omen, that they have that, a very big scene. When the little kid, looking lovely little kid, the animals all go fucking berserk because it's the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> that's good honey thank you for your share thank you paul yeah thanks alex 
I was doing that with squirrels in a nearby park that uh, wondering about, you know, like the St. Francis type model of uh, enlightened people, you know, being able to talk to the animals and, uh, and just like the funniness of like wondering how they can tell if there's any fear or attack coming from me. And then just, of course, that's just my own projection of wondering, worrying about whether their activities or their eyes are afraid of me <laughs> as opposed to like, you know, self can't get out of self. So if I'm not even thinking about it, they're not, you know, I'm not going to notice them noticing anything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just be, <laughs> you know, they're not afraid. They're just, their bodies are, are reacting to stimuli, right? They're not afraid. <laughs> and as you say that, the cats just came over to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cat though? That's so, yes. She's here. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, people take every little thing as like a disqualifying factor of their inherent okayness, you know? Well, I have fear when I walk through, you know, the uh, customs. No, you don't have fear. The action figure has fear. Yes, you see, we keep uh, owning shit we have nothing to do with. It's it's like we used to use the example of uh, you know I went back east and I hadn't been there a while and some people that knew me came into where I was doing a talk and they said hey Paul you're growing your hair you know so then I start going off yeah yeah and he had, he was getting bald and I was going yeah I'm growing my hair and it doesn't look like you're doing such a good job. You know, he's losing his hair. And I said, well, we have this meeting every week. We get together, we grow our hairs together. And it seems to be working, you know, and we got a line of shampoos and shit like that and sign up. And this whole assumption that I go off on pride, my hair looks so good, is all based on an, on an insane idea. I'm not growing my hair. I just don't cut the hair. Yeah, the hair is growing on its own, yeah? So this idea of seeing as, as an attribute of the seer is totally insane. Yeah, there's just seeing, seeing, awareness, 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 awareness. And then there's this mental narrative that has, makes up like an escalator of time and it just tries to keep up with it. You know, it just keeps on running, 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 trying to claim away. But in fact, you constantly see the emperor with no clothes. Yeah, it's obvious. So, yeah, I, uh, I remember I used to have some effects on animals sometimes, I thought. So I was feeling like Omen, Damien, occasionally. <laughs> what the hell? But I just saw it as energy myself, really. So, yeah, anyone else? Uh, yeah, and I chat. Uh, Matt, Matthew, I forget now who it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my question is pretty much. Uh, so this past week, I got really stuck in, I would say, kind of an existential thought loop, and uh, regarding some of the non-dual uh, ideas. And so I guess what I got stuck in a lot was the idea that. I wanted to give my will to a power greater than myself. Um, now, I've, I guess it's also a, a struggle to define will. 
because I would, I feel as though maybe everything, you know, everything I do or have done is my will. So at what point is it, uh, is it God's will? And so I kind of put myself the, the thought loop, I feel got much deeper than just those questions I've, I've presented to you. But um, it basically got me to this point where I was like, oh, well, I could, maybe I just like sit, I could just curl up in a ball. That's kind of where the thinking got me. It was like, if all I can do is my will, but I want to get out of my will, then what do I do? And it, um, and then one more thing, it just sounds like, you know, what you're saying is that there, these senses or whatever is not exactly maybe the conscious part. I guess I'm struggling with that too, because I feel as though if it is all connected. So is there a separation between the consciousness and the mind body? And I know that's a lot. But. Well, ultimately not, but the working story of the mental narrative is that consciousness is an attribute of you, the body, so to speak. Yes. That I'm conscious. And all right. So there's I is put before conscious and the I is represented as a body. Yeah. And most of us like it or not, there's a list, a, a level of listening and hearing this all day. And certain things become like a groove that we live under. But the idea of the, the loop of the thought, existential thought, you weren't in there in a way. Yeah. You're the context of it. You're the space that it sort of appeared in. It had a story that you were, you know, in there, but there, that you were not that you. That's the point. Yeah. It's always assuming, and it, it assumes something that's not so to already be so. This is the, the idea of self. Most people don't feel like they're in the act of becoming self. They think they already are one, yes? So, I mean, if you ha let's say if you just believe selfing was an act of becoming self, you would have a lot more option in a way not to become self. <laughs> But because the pre-assumption is you already are self, yes, then the, the possibilities become severely limited. And basically, we just try to get out of it on, on not knowing that what's trying to get out of it is the same self that you're trying to get out of. Yeah, it's the same activity. So you weren't in that loop, bro. There was a loop that attention and interest went in, but you weren't in there. Yeah. Yeah. And you are not having those heavy thoughts. Those heavy thoughts are having you in a way. Yeah. Then who am I? Well, ask that yourself. Ask that yourself and then and spend a little time on, and, and see what happens. Yeah. That's the, that's the basis of the whole process or of self-inquiry is to, is to allow what you're not to ask what you're not, who am I? 
and with the whole, and then see what happens. Of course, some, there may be a rushing in and it will be called me. And then you ask that me, who am I? What, you know, from whence do you come? And then see what happens. Yeah. All these echoes in the contact cannot escape the context. So what, what you are hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah. So what happens if you ask, who am I? And you get through me and you ask that. And then usually there's no answer. That's the answer, really. That, that silent pause is what we are, in a way. So the two aspects of selfing have negated each other, at least temporarily. And then there's that space unadorned by stars or cloud to get attracted to. And you just feel that emptiness of space. Yeah, that's us, I would say. You don't feel it, but that's we we're using a language. You are that you the you are the feeling of that. Yeah. So, yeah, ask who was who was it that was in the that existential loop? Obviously, the whole story to be such a story has to have that inclusion of a you without it. The story wouldn't hold much weight. Yeah. You don't care about other people's being in ex existential loops usually, but because it was you seemingly, then it has a lot of importance. Yeah. Yeah. So ask yourself, if you like, who am I? See what comes up. It's sort of like going to a door and knocking on it. If you knock on it 500 times, you can pretty be much assured that no one's home, you know? So knock away. Yes, yes. You have to see a question why coming from the existential loop, let's say, has no interest in anything other than to reinforce the existential loop. It's a, it's a driver or a motor of the existential loop you're talking about is the why, yeah? The why wasn't coming from somewhere outside the existential loop. It's part of the whole fucking story. Are you all right there, Matt? Are you there? No, yeah, I'm just listening. I'm just trying to take it in. I, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, a lot of what you said, I guess, I guess makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, bro. Well, it's, you got, this, the subpoena has been served. Yeah, so don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Matthew. Uh, Graham has his hand up. Hey there. Um, it's been a while since I've been in one of the meetings. Um, I just had a quote to share from one of the sutras. Uh, it just goes like, it's pretty simple. <laughs> Things are not what they appear to be, nor are they otherwise. I think that's that sort of surmises this message. Yes. 
<laughs> you don't have to go looking for anything. <laughs> yes. Any looking is, is, you know, on false pretenses. <laughs> yes. Have you heard of the idea of spiritual materialism? I remember hearing it with uh, Trungpa Rinpoche. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Which is using spirituality for the ego, just adding more concepts and essentially self-development. Just yes. like meditation or doing anything and calling it spirituality. But yes. Really, the only spiritual thing there is to do is self-inquiry, stripped down. <laughs> well, I don't even like that. Yeah, like it's it's ridiculous to call it spiritual because it's just obvious. <laughs> yes, but see, the pursuit uh, of mind and body makes it, let's say, more delicious by framing it as spiritual. Exactly. Yeah. But that's fine too. It would just be nice if it was if it was titled. That would be cool. I mean, shit. Yoga is good. If I, uh, the other day we played volleyball and I don't think I've been in uh, volleyball ball condition for a while. So I, I started, I needed to stretch out. <laughs> My body was uh, yeah, the tin man from uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz. So I needed some oil. So yeah. I like to keep it on, on that level. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's just uh, whatever, you know. It's good to hear these things because if the shoe fits, then the people will wear it. Now, every shoe, even though it's, it's a shoe that fits all, the all may not ready for it to, to fit, and that's fine. But it's nice to have that shoe available when the all is ready for it to fit. That all being Graham or Paul or whatever. Yeah, that's the point. Yes, this isn't about you've got to wear this shoe. It's just about, hey, maybe a lot of shoes seemingly have failed you. Here's a pair. See what happens. Yeah. It, to me, it's because it was it has over time shown itself to be the last answer, which is. Uh, on such an open-ended uh, topic of, called spirituality, to have a last answer is fucking awesome because it puts an end to any need for any other answer. Yeah. And you just let it play itself out. It's awesome. So now I didn't know it was a, the last answer. I'm just how I can report it in this experience. Yeah. Because I have no interest in those topics that lend themselves to, uh, you know, furthering an imagined end. I'm just not into it. I'm just fine being here. Yeah. I want this message to go on tonight because I don't want to face the wrath of Amelia after this. So, oh, there's a lot more questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've heard from certain spiritual people I know that the term doesn't really apply here, but um, that you can go further than awareness or identity as awareness and disidentify even further and go beyond everything. 
for every possible concept. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think that's really necessary. Like, no, if it's going to happen, it so, so be it. It would be necessary if you have a business, but uh, it's not. I don't exactly. Think. I just want to travel lighter. That's fine. I like the dog shit awareness approach. Yeah. Yeah. No strings well, attached. <laughs> yeah. Be awake to being awake and then uh, more gets revealed. Yeah. 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 Thank but I, maybe there is one. I know, you know, uh, once I got this message, all my spiritual athleticism just stopped. So, but maybe people have a like the the extreme games or the olympics of spiritual athleticism that's great go beyond the beyond the beyond the beyond fantastic yeah i'd like to watch it on cable that'd be nice <laughs> all right performing Thank you. at beat Paul has, <laughs> oh he's disqualified himself he's, he's <laughs> stadium <laughs> that's how but hey, who knows? You know, maybe there is, but I, I know there's not going to be anyone there. So, yeah. This man can die a thousand times a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Nice to see you, Graham. Thank Come you. Come back easily. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Thank you, Paul. Yep. Thank you, Graham, and your your fantastic parrot's chorus. You have a parrot, right? No, that was my cat. <laughs> that was a cat? No way. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Like <laughs> okay. I should have said parrot. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. My cat really loves food and will tell us <laughs> <laughs> endlessly. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Tanya has her hand up. Oh, there's Susanna, my friend Susanna. Nice seeing you. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm in a hotel, so I'm in the bathroom. I hope I don't echo too much. But just piggybacking off of what y'all just were talking about. Um, I mean, this isn't even spirituality. This is just the truth of what's actually going on, right? It's like, it's this is the truth. Like, if you look at it, this is not spiritual. This is not religious. There's no words for what this is. This is the truth. If like... You want to wake up to like what's going on. It's the fact that the truth, what's going on? What's, are we our thoughts? No, that's been running the whole thing. For me, it was, that's why I was an addict for as long as I was. This interest in myself for so long, it was um, hypnotizing, hypnotizing my whole life. I mean, even, even more so to like all the way up until I came here to these meetings. And I, I feel like there's been like more of an expansion or whatever. But I think ultimately what I've come to find out or like what I'm starting to, what's unraveling for me right now is that this is not spiritual. This is just reality, man. This is like what, this is, this is just the truth. I want to know what's going on. I don't want to be I, you know, I used to think I was this body that was this person, Tanya, and now I walk around and I'm 
and I realize I'm not moving this, right? And these thoughts are happening, but it's all happening. It's my thoughts and my movements are all happening just like everything else is happening in the world. And I'm not, I'm not doing any of it. And that's freaking freeing. Like it's, that's the truth. That's not spirituality. It's not, it's, (laughs) it's the truth of what's going on. And I think it's just so simple in the sense that it's, it's the truth. Do you want to know the truth or do you not want to know the truth? And I think that's something inherently in us knows something's just not quite right. And that's what it is, is that we know we're living a lie because it's, it's, it's been a lie. It's been a lie what our head's been saying to us. They were actually this person living in this body. And I don't know, the more that, the more that I come to these meetings and I, I don't know exactly what's happening to me, but it isn't happening to me, but I'm, I'm blown away by, I'm just blown away, you know, I just, um, I'm here in a whole new state right now and it's, uh, this, this action figure that I am has more, I think, it, what's appearing to happen right now is more love and compassion. Um, yeah, and it's, it's just, it comes back to the truth. Like it's not, I thought being spiritual, you'd be really sweet and kind <laughs> or always being like, you know, oh, you know, but it's not that. It's like, whatever happens here is just gonna happen. It's not, it's not me. I think I'm this action figure is like a nice person. It's just naturally, it's it was like that. I was born and raised in an environment where I was going to be nice. So I'm nice. Very nice. <laughs> but it's it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm naturally happy. I'm a happy person. I love people. So I'm a counselor, right? But um, I was drawn to that field. This action figure was drawn to that field. But I just, I'm just enjoying life. Like, I, I don't know. It's the truth. That's all it is. It's not spiritual. There's nothing spiritual about this. This is the truth. And thank you, Paul, for making it so freaking easy to understand this. Because I don't know how many damn books I read. But anyway, coming here week weekend after... I don't even know. I can't even talk anymore. My memory's getting so bad, but coming in, coming here every week just reinforces this. And I, and I'm just going to keep coming back until I, so anyway, that's all I wanted to add. Thank you, Tanya. Yeah. We, we, we like you here. So keep coming back. Yes. Uh, yes. Anyone, Mike, anyone else? Thank you, Tanya. And I wanted to let her know that her, her bathroom and her have perfect sound. Uh, Matthew's got his hand up again. He figured out how to put his hand up. Oh, great. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, unless somebody else wants to go, man, I, uh, I feel like maybe I'll just, these questions, I guess, could go on forever. And what will that do for me? But 
um, my question was if I'm not my thoughts, but the body, but action figure has thoughts and thoughts led me to addiction, which was just generally um, unenjoyable. Then how can I trust that disengaging from the thoughts will bring about thoughts that will guide the body in a state of lighter traveling? Or is that just not the point? Well, the thing is, you just trust the process and you look at people who come before you and they'll share with you and they'll tell you exactly what happened. Yes. So basically, it's not the thoughts in it, in the story of the action figure. It's what's directing the thoughts is going to make the difference. So we have the two possibilities what we call self in recovery and the higher power. Yeah. So the thoughts directed by the higher power are put to different use than thoughts directed by self. Yeah. After a while, you've had enough. You've been living on a diet of self. Yeah. Uh, directing the thought. You will be able to tell when the thoughts are, be- it says it in the book, you know, your thoughts will be directed by something else you'll be able to tell sooner or later and you'll have faith in that, which is reliable and we'll see false evidence appearing false. Yeah. So you'll see thoughts, thoughts are used for a giant massive advertising campaign. And sometimes thoughts are used to the betterment of yourself and others. That's what will happen. And you'll know sooner or later, you'll start knowing the tree from its fruits. Yeah. You'll, you'll recognize I, I used to f- use an example just as an imagery of horizontal downloads and vertical downloads. So horizontal downloads would be something supporting the story of self and a vertical one would be something that would insert itself through the horizontal and bring about a denial of the horizontal. Yes. So, yeah. The action figure has the idea, like Jesus says, you can't serve two masters at the same time. So, yeah, you're going to be directed by something here as an action figure. The action figure is a car. It's not the driver. Yes. So something is going to take over the action figure and drive it. Like it says in recovery, we were driven by a hundred forms of fear. Yes. So we were driven. So we're capable of being driven by a hundred forms of fear. We're capable of being driven by a hundred forms of compassion. We're capable of being driven. It's the driver that's going to dictate the course of the driving. Yes. And we know we have a simple imagery that works for addicts, which is reliance on something greater than self. Yeah. In other words, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. That's, we can't produce that effect, but that's what we're being moved to. Yeah. So, yes. And thoughts, everything is given value by what comes before it. So thoughts can have quite a lot of value at times. Yeah. But most of the thoughts that we run into have been, they've been used as an advertising campaign to lead us to, by false evidence appearing real to a fuck it so that we'll drink again. Yeah. And then it has full dominance over us. And now the genie's out of the bottle 
and it's living out its own wishes through us yeah and we get to we get to hold the fucking bag so yeah so that driver could be like can the driver like change like maybe that's a sponsor or maybe that's a yeah maybe that's i'm love. talking a big driver of the higher power because the sponsor isn't doing anything other than what's coming through the sponsor yeah yes yeah we have giving it away so uh the sponsor has the idea of being a sponsor by sponsoring not by a sponsor so something some juice comes through there's a loving power like tradition too in recovery for people who are not in recovery it's the same the same feeling anyway but you know there's a loving god or a loving presence that's that's uh demonstrating through our group conscience you know so there's this is what's going on yeah we knew it if you look at active alcoholism all the addicts that i know had one driver yeah that would be let's say the alcoholism yes they didn't they they seem to have driven to three different parking spaces all the time institution jails and death but the fact is they were driven there they didn't do the driving. Yeah. So as an action figure, that's the best way to live for me is to rely on something greater than this self. Uh, and to know for a fact that something does for me and is doing for me what I can't do for myself. Hallelujah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Matthew. Does anybody else want to raise their hand? And I want to thank Brian for his beautiful profile picture. Prettiest one I've seen. Maybe we should end it or whatever. What's happening? Oh, it's getting dark here. Let's see if this helps. Yeah. Yes, the dark is coming back. No, doesn't do much. I don't have a studio while we do these Zooms, you know. Oh, don't I know it? Yeah, don't you know it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little sarcasm in there, but that's all. It is. Yeah, it's usually in the closet or somewhere. So but maybe. All right. Anyone else? No. No. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to skip out the back, Jack. So. <laughs> oh, Judith, Judith is here. Hi, Judith. Hey, Judith. How are you, Judith? Good to see you. Nice to see you guys. Yeah. yeah. Fire chain. Yeah, did you get the chain across? The oh, I got the chain across. I, I had my property does fall. We're getting ready for you to come. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, great. Well, it's beautiful nice. property, Paul. You might need a place to stay, Paul. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Don't say that. Yes, Don't yeah. That. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, yeah, if I start swimming now, I should get there in about a. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I listen to all of your two, your YouTube's, Paul. They're you're just oh. beautiful. Oh, good. Well, yeah. 
Thank God we're not trying. No, we're not trying. No. It's landed. Everything's I'm landed. For the land. That's I'm looking forward That's to. That's it. Everything's landed. Yeah, yeah. great. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah, you. Fantastic. That may make it easier for me to face Amelia. <laughs> <laughs> just tell her you love her. Just tell her that you love her. I'm going to do something outside for a while. All right. Uh, let's say, nice to see you, Carrie, you too. Fantastic. Thank you, Judith. Yeah. We got uh, Donna, Donna M. She's blacked out. We got Terry from the Maine, from the Maine. Nice to see you, Terry. Yeah. Tommy, again, thank you for all the music and stuff. I haven't got to listen to it, though. I do have a CD player in the car, and I will. We got Robert French, my little Kiwi. Yes, nice to see you, Robert. We got Anu. Anu, all's well, I hope. Yeah, very, very good. We got Gio. We got the uh, Brazilian Hawaiian Po. Nice to see you, Gio. Yes. We got Mary, Mary G. Next to Linda S. Yes, nice to see you guys. We got Sanda. Sanda, thank you for the, your lovely donation. Too. She's roaming around in uh, Tiruvannamalai right now. Wow, it's very nice. Brahmi has left India. She's in Maryland now. So we're relying on you, Sanda. Yeah. We got uh, Dana. What was it, Dana? Yeah. Dena? Dena. I can't see the A or the E. It's Dina. Yeah. Oh, Thank Dina. You. <laughs> Thank you. Nice to meet you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We got uh, John over there. He always looks like he ate the canary or something. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> we, we got Brandon. Nice to see you, Brandon. Yeah. We got Z with his lovely companion. There they are. Yes. Ready to get ready for a. Uh, karaoke and uh, do a little dancing, I think. How did you know? What? How did I you can, know? I could just see the, uh, just you're waiting to go, man. Yeah, right. I just see Z singing a BG song. <laughs> uh, Tanya, nice to see you, Tanya. Yeah. Life's going to get bigger soon, Tanya. The bathroom days will be over. You'll expand. Yeah. <laughs> we got Stefan on having never left. Always a pleasure, Stefan. Really is to see you. Mark V. Nice to see you, Mark. Wherever you are. I don't know where you are. We got Alan. Thank you, Alan, for the for the donation. Always good to Thanks, see you. Paul. There. Let's see. Yep. We got uh Clifford from uh Chiang Mai. Hey, Paul. Nice to see you. John W. John W. Always a pleasure. A little cold down in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. Got to sleep with the koala bass. I like them as pillows. They don't even know you're using them. Yeah. We got John. John R. from the other coast. He's there. Yeah. Living a good life. A little Byron Bay. Yes. Alex, thank you for sharing. Yes, it's a pleasure. 
yeah, to see you. So it's been about time, you know. It's, yeah, the uh, the withholding of permission has lifted. Yes, yes, yeah. You don't have to pay that toll anymore. That road is free. Just drive right through. We got JP from Vietnam. He's been flowing well. Yeah. We got uh oh, there's Jim. I almost, I missed an opportunity to meet Jim live. I hope I get another chance. Nice to see you, Jim. Nice to see you too, Paul. Thank you. You're welcome. Roger P. Nice to see you, Raj. We got Susanna W. Graham. Graham was uh seemed like he was in good spirits today. Johannes, <laughs> Brian. Brian has, yeah, that's a nice, uh, I like that Saturn thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We got, uh, let's see, who else is here? Um, oh, Debbie, Deborah M. Always a pleasure, Deb. Kenneth from Vancouver. Fantastic. Johannes from Germany. Uh, just so, so many people I've come to really like. Thank you. Thanks for this opportunity to share and, uh, yeah, I appreciate it all. Mike will have the room open a little bit longer. Yes, Mike? Yeah. And if for anyone, if you want, we're going to have a talk at the house Saturday. We're also going to be doing a garage sale sort of at the same time. But we'll have the talk in the backyard and Amelia will be selling stuff. And then, yeah, if anyone wants to come, we weren't going to have it. But if we are now and be Bring your sneakers because we may have some volleyball, uh, the Zen Bish Slap Triathlon, foosball, volleyball, and ping pong. So, yeah. Bring your best game with you. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye.